0: Okay, boker tov. We continue in the sefer Bayam Darkecha after a two-day break. We're on page Shin Lamid Tes, and in the first chapter of this essay, we learned about the three levels of soul and how um, how we uh, what we have to do to be aware of them. What things can prevent us from achieving them, and now the next chapter we'll deal with the topic of Chaya and Yechida. And the author tells us that although our primary focus is on the levels of Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, but there are still two levels above them, which are Chaya and Yechida, and someone who has achieved a, a connection with that level of Chaya and the the Yetzirah is not able to seduce him to sin. First of all, the Chaya and Yachida are not within the person, but they rather, quote-unquote, surround the person, and they illuminate him from outside, and that the Chaya, whatever these terms mean, surrounds around the person's head, and the Yachida surrounds the person's, the entire rest of his body, the entire body. And he elaborates on this, and he says, the level of Chaya is the power for a person to recognize and live a reality within the focus of the viewpoint of the creator himself as it were and on this level we can see that everything is only the light of Hashem until Mamish everything is bottled before Hashem totally and on this level it's not only that we recognize that all of the physical reality depends on Hashem and it has no independent power and that Hashem gives life and existence, everything, but the person feels and recognizes that on a higher level to the real truth, there is no physical reality the creation at all and it doesn't even have any kind of a name at all and it's like it all doesn't exist, but it's all nullified. It all melts before the reality of Hashem. Because Hashem is the only one who gives any true reality to everything. And therefore, the level of this Chaya is that we call the avod of Bittle, That's called Bittle Bimitsius, The Essential Bitl. Which means the person recognizes... That Hashem is the entire reality, and there's nothing but Hashem, and all is nullified before Him. But still, the Chaya is called the Or Makif that surrounds the person, and it really doesn't enter within the person. Now, why is that? And the reason for that is because truly this Madrega, this level, is beyond simplistic understanding of reality and a person if he would the way if you're thinking about that a person would feel that that level contradicts the simple reality that we do exist i feel that i exist like a creature who exists independently and that's how i look at everything in this room it exists in the that's what my senses tell me but this level totally negates all of creation and that it is all incorporated in the light of Hashem is the true reality. And this is a gift that Hashem gives a person to have a sense that goes against reality. And that's why it's only an a, a, or that's around the person you, you, as opposed to one that fills the person. And therefore that's the or makiv and it's around the head because this is more of an intellectual endeavor, as it were. As opposed to the next level on page Shinmem, the Madriga of Yechida, and, and that Madriga is viewing the infinite reality as one and there's nothing outside of Hashem. But on this level, the person lives and sees how Hashem is is nothing but, nothing is but Hashem and even the creatures are a way of manifesting that infinite light in a way that we don't need to see that the creatures are nullified and don't exist before Hashem. But we see that they do exist. But they don't exist like an independent reality. But since everything is from the light of the infinite God, which is a totally unified one, and therefore they're not anything of themselves but they are a form of the manifestation of the light without any independent reality. So therefore, this level of Yechida, where everything now is complete and perfect, where the person sees everything as only the revelation of Hashem, and he sees how everything is a tool to reveal the light of Hashem, and that's why it's called the Or Ma'kif as well, because uh, because even though now we can taste this, still and all, in the future it will become much more perfect. And this avoda of unity is called bittul be'etzem So again, they have to get the term straight. Chaya is bittul bemitsius. My existence is nullified. So that's really a better term. Bittul bemitsius is the reality is nullified and bitul Be'etzem really should be the term essential beetle which means that we don't look as we don't exist but we realize we exist within the framework of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite light. And that's what he says in the next paragraph which is an important paragraph. He says the definition of the difference between Chai and Yechid is as follows. Chaya is betul ba'or, is being nullified by the light. And Yechida is revealing that everything is the light. And that's why the Chaya is called, that it's surrounding only the head. Because the concept is the person recognizes the complete reality of the divine light. But that recognition only can apply to the head. But Yechida reveals that everything is the light and therefore it surrounds the entire body. So as we've been saying all along, the analogy with the light, the white light before it hits the prism, certainly Chai and Yechida are looking at the reality from the light's side. And there, when you're looking at the light, on the one hand the light says this is all there is, there is nothing else. While Yechida says that although there's nothing else, but we are part of the nothing else. We are part of the God-light of nothing else. And therefore we feel some form of existence. Now this, you're on this level, you are not sinning, period. Remember we said by Nefesh, there's a good likelihood you will sin. Ruach, Less likelihood. Uh Nishama, very slim likelihood, very slim likelihood. Once you get into Hai and Yachida, it's just you'd be an idiot to sin. Because what am I sinning for? This this, this, this it's for nothing. There's like nothing. There only is the manifestation of Hashem. So these are higher levels that you know it takes a lot of avoid for a person to get to this stage. But it is it is possible. It's humanly possible, but uh, it takes a lot of effort. you know lahavdil, there are certain people who can sleep on a bed of nails. True. Now I wouldn't say most people can do it. Uh, I'd not even say very few. it's like less than very few. It takes a lot of whatever meditation and this and that to put yourself in another state. Well, you're just taking that same idea but much more spiritually in terms of connecting it with Hashem. Okay. And now we talk about the last section here is called Kabbalah's Chaya and Yechida, making a Kabbalah for this. So he says from the words of the Arizal, it explains that our how to achieve levels of nefesh, ruach and neshama, Yeserah, extra levels. Remember Anshab is trying to hit extra levels. That's what that Rizal talks. How can we have an extra level of nefesh, an extra level of ruach, an extra level of neshama? But that Rizal is not engaged in how do we get extra levels of chayi and yechida? And in, in the footnote at the bottom, he says, and the reason is, starts off with a very deep Kabbalistic reasons that we can't get into. But he says, even though their result does not mention it, our, our other rabbis tell us that everyone can uh, be the ones who are called dor yichud yichudcha, those who are seeking God's unity, and to have kavanah and ask to get even extra levels of high But since that's for such extraordinary people, their result doesn't mention it. But lemaisa if you are involved in that. The time to have kavana to receive this chay and is at the times when we are having kavana to receive the level of neshama. And therefore you could have kavanas even, it's all in your Kavana your understanding, that even though I want to receive extra levels of neshama, I want to receive extra levels of betul and betul ba'etzem, which comes with chay and respectively. And he says, because the truth is, from even from neshama and on, it's really one concept. We have nefesh and ruach is one level. Once you hit neshama, even if you're going beyond that, it's essentially one idea, because they're all on the level what's called Mochina, of the brains. It's more of an intellectual. The nefesh is more physical. That you just listen to Hashem. So how you listen to Hashem, that's the extra part. Ruach is feelings and emotions. But once you hit Neshama, you're hitting the the brain level. And now within the brain, there's an easier accessible level and harder accessible levels. And that is called, in the brain, Bina, Chochma, and Keser. In backwards order, really, Chochma, Keser, Chochma, Bina. So therefore... The Chai and Yechidah are essentially going along the same lines as Neshama, and their essence, the common denominator of all three of them, is looking at things deeply, like from the Neshama level onwards, but they're in a higher quality than the way the level of Neshama sees things. So now he briefly goes through Bina, Chachma, and Keser. We're going backwards. So Bina. So so you see what's happening over here. You have Keser, Choch, Mabina. Those are the three parts of the brain area. You can add Das, but that's just a culmination of those. But then when you get to Ruach, that's feelings and emotions, that's already getting us down to, to, uh, that really could be uh, the Das aspect where you're really feeling it. And then below that, when you're dealing with the nefesh, that's already the spheros from chesed through malchus. That's the doing part. So therefore, we have to understand exactly what are these aspects of bina, chachma, and all the way to keser. Bina is the level in the Shema where the person feels that the creature still has a reality, but he recognizes his reality isn't anything it's all an aspect of divine energy, and Hashem is the main thing. Okay, Hashem is the main thing. You come to that understanding, and you you but you still feel that you have some existence. Okay, that's critical. You still feel I still exist, but I'm not going to fool myself. I know it's a hundred percent Hashem, all oh, Hashem. I'm here, but He is the one doing everything. Okay, that's Bina. Okay, now, we, because, and Bina is when you're really trying to, you know, understand things and try to sort things out, taking all that information. And this is what seems to be the reality. But Chachma is a higher level in this area. And that's why it's called the Chaya where we grasp so clearly the reality of the infinite light, that's everything, until the person sees that he's totally nullified before Hashem completely. He feels he has no reality within Hashem's existence. He doesn't feel any existence, but just that infinite light. And that is what we call uh, the idea of the Bittol, the so that's a much higher level of thinking. But the keser, that's the highest level, which is called the yechida. And that's where the person so much grasps the universe of Hashem, of movado, that everything is an essential one until he knows that the entire cre- creation is just a way of manifesting God's reality. And that's what we just said this morning. You are God before the world was created. You are the one after the world was created. And all of creation is out of contradiction to reality. And we don't have to nullify ourselves and be nothing before Hashem, but we are all part of His light and we're all part of His tools to reveal reality. And therefore, there's no place that we've established for this level of Chayin Yechidah because they're really aspects of neshama, but three levels of neshama deeper within each other, but it's all in the brains. And that's the three levels, and so it is with the three levels uh, before that of Madregas nefesh. So in other words, you have Madregas nefesh, the level of nefesh, that's totally external, that's action. Ruach, which is internal and that's feelings. And Nishama and beyond is even deeper, deeper understandings of the mind. And the brain itself is divided up into three parts of recognition. Nishama is the level that we call Shmia, hearing. In other words, you know that from your understanding. I hear the concept. Chaya is the aspect of Ria, but not physical seeing. But you know this completely. Just as if you see something, I know that, Riyadah Hashem, as much as I see something. And Yechida is the concept of total comprehension because He is Mamish in it. I am it. So how can I deny what that is? And that really, the keser is also associated with the unmitigated desire. Because if you now feel like your mom is part of Hashem's realm, you are Hashem. You are a part of Hashem. So obviously the will is a very powerful thing. And that's how we end this idea. So these are all ideas that need a lot of work because as we said uh, the last class, it needs a lot of zichol chanevesh. You have to purify yourself. You can't be caught up into the physical world and feel that that is the complete reality because there's just no way you can contain all that. And that ends this essay, but we still have a little bit of time to go to the next essay, which is a very short one, and it discusses the difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov. How do we understand, how are they different? What's our uh, voter to be different in this area? So we now are moving on to page Shin Mem hey. And this uh, essay has eight parts, but they're very short parts, all of them. We'll see how far we can get over here. So as we've said, Shabbos reveals the unity of Hashem. Hashem reveals the clear truth of Einod Milvado. The whole creation rests and is nullified before this infinite light. So now he says we have to, we have to consider in every mitzvah, and especially every Yom Tov, which is a mitzvah, every mitzvah reveals this truth, as we have said many times regarding the Moadim, the holidays. So what is the unique aspect of Shabbos, and why is Shabbos called Tchilo Kodesh, the beginning of the convocations of holiness? It's all about Bittu. It's all about Hashem, you know, giving us some spiritual opportunity. We also have to consider that on the one hand it's clear the virtue of Shabbos is higher than the Yom Tov. As we say in the Tevila V'kidash'tor Nikol Hazmanen Hashem sanctified its Shabbos more than any other times including Yom Tov. Because it's called Shabbos is Kodesh. It's Shabbos Kodesh. While the Moabim are called Mikra'e Kodesh. Callings of Kodesh. And that's how the Zohar explains this and it's also known that the Zohar says that from Shabbos all the days of the week are blessed okay that influences all and therefore it even influences the Yom Tovim that come after the Shabbos the Shabbos for Yantav gives influence so certainly higher but on the other hand we have certain ideas of Yantav that seem to be higher than Shabbos why? On Yom Tif, there's a specific mitzvah of Simcha. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch rules that the clothes of Yontif have to be nicer than the clothes of Shabbos. And we see ourselves as many Jews, even ones that are a little bit, much, a little more distant from Hashem, have certain feelings of connection to Yontif in a way that's more revealed than on Shabbos. So how do we parse this this this, this uh, bifurcated idea of holiness which seems to have two different elements so he says there's a fundamental difference between the light of Shabbos and the light of the Yom and Tov and it's very clear this difference at least to explain it and you know to live it if you know what the distinction is at least gives you a handle of how the Avodah should shift he says, the light of the Yamim Tovim, they illuminate within the world. Hashem's light comes into the world, within our lives. And therefore, the Yamim Tovim have many different flavors, different aspects. Pesach, Hashem, illuminates the unity that arouses love. It's about Chesed. Rosh Hashanah arouses the light of Malchus Hashem Yisporach that gives us an arousal for the meter of Year of Fear, which is Gvura. And there it is with every Yom Tov. It's a revelation within creation of the Midos of Hashem Yisporach And it's and it's meant to show us how Hashem reveals himself to us and how that reality of Yichud illuminates to us and influences us within the world but doesn't really deal with the essential Yihud, okay but rather how Hashem works on us and affects us and therefore and on the light comes in our world even though we're not allowed to work and we're allowed to take pleasure uh, so we can connect to that thing but still in this, we can do certain maloch on like oichon Nevesh to make food. End of the day, we're still in the world. See, we're in the world. So in the world, I have to live in the world. But I'm living in the world where Hashem's hitting us with incredible energies that are supposed to bring something new to our reality. And therefore, the light of the yantav is not in a contradiction totally to our simple reality in this world. Hashem says, you live in this world, I'm going to shoot you with extra energies of love, extra energies of vura, whatever, and it's going to be in your world, yours to receive from me. Now you have to not work, so you have time to receive it, but you can still live in this world. Okay? So Hashem is telling you, you stay on the other side of the prism, And I'm going to shoot you in with higher intense forms of the light that will put more intense color, flavor into your life. But on Shabbos, we leave the world. Because on Shabbos, the infinite light in and of itself illuminates. And Shabbos reveals to us the essential nature. We go into Hashem's world Without, where it's not enclosed, without any concealment, and therefore all work is not allowed, even Ochel Nefesh. And therefore, the Shabbos is referred to as the Queen, and we know the Queen has, Le'i mm-hmm. Slami she has nothing. That, what does it mean has nothing? is isn't giving us anything. But rather, it's being revealed that light, and it's not like a Yontif that has a unique flavor, but Shabbos has no unique flavor uh, that, the, that the light uh, comes to us, but we have the essential light. It's back to the white light. It's just the complete nature. All right. Now, but the whole week is blessed from the Shabbos because after we achieve some understanding of the reality of Hashem, so then afterwards, all our avoda can make sense when we come back into this world. So that's why on Shabbos Hashem's existence becomes much more revealed uh, and therefore we're totally nullified. We don't look to see how Hashem appears to us because on Shabbos we don't absorb, uh, no, on Shabbos we do absorb the essential reality of Hashem's unity. We're not looking to turn the light into something defined according to our understanding but we grab onto the essential light and revelation of Hashem. Okay. That's the the real difference. And that's why on Shabbos, Shabbos comes on its own. Shabbos, we go into Hashem's world. Okay. And on Yontif, Hashem comes into our world. Hashem comes into our world and makes our world receive certain energies in a more powerful way that we're able to exhibit that type of divine behavior that's in our world. And therefore, on we have aspects that we bring certain korbonos. On when we had a on Migdash, we would have to bring certain offerings to reflect that light that Hashem is putting into us and for us to behave in that way. While Shabbos is sit back, but do the effort of taking it in. How how you want to be incorporated into Hashem's reality, not how you are manifesting gifts that come from Hashem's reality on Yom Tov. That's the idea. But therefore, it's much easier to grasp onto the light of Yom Tov than it is Shabbos. Because Shabbos is we have to get out of our levels. And going to a place where we see everything as Hashem and we engage with the fundamental knowledge to recognize that Hashem is the only existence in Enod Mulvado. And in order to grasp that level, we have to be uh, connected to that search of definitive divinity and to search Hashem's essence and to be nullified without any self-existence at all. And if you're not looking for Hashem in- it's the self, you won't find much taste to that service, to connect and to Hashem, because we exist ourselves already, and to ex- uh, to exert ourselves on God's light without receiving, without having any connection to Hashem, without any search, it's not doesn't speak to us. And just to enjoy God's reality, that's that's a stretch, which is not the case on Yontif. Okay, so the light pictures itself and reveals according to our tools. In our sessions, okay, this is your tool. This is where you're at. I'm going to hit you with the beam of light. And therefore, to illuminate us below each one according to this level, how we can connect to that light. And therefore, the holidays depend a lot on the Jews. We have to sanctify the months. The holidays depend on us. We have to sanctify Rosh Chodesh and then the holiday is going to come. Shabbos doesn't need us. Again, the whole essence of the Yom tovim is to have Hashem's light hit the, the color for us, how we can receive it and therefore we've got to be in the receiving mode. The Kedusha Shabbos, it just reveals the way Hashem is without any connection to receivers. Even if nobody does anything, the Shabbos is there. However, Hashem gives us the gift of Shabbos and the and the power, if we work on it, to recognize it for what it is and to rejoice in that virtue and to delight in that unity that only the Jewish people, the children of Hashem, are able to do and understand because only a child can take pleasure in the parent's honor and the parent's virtue, even without it touching them at all. And there were one who merits that, merits this great delight and oneg of this unity because he is nullifying himself. And at the end of the day, you become, you elevate yourself over the, your own existence and your, over your whole life. And you merit to live a true life because from that, all the days are blessed. But the essence of it is to search Hashem himself, not what he can give you. It's like, a Yontav is when God gives you presents. You want a present? Come to me, and I'll give you a present. That's getting presents. Shabbos is not a question of present, not a present. Here's the untav you get a present. You get presents. And on Shabbos, you get Hashem's presence. P-R-E-S-E-N-C. Is it presence or presence? That is in a word the difference. Okay, we'll have to stop it over here. Oh, a little bit more to go. So today we're looking for his presence with a C. And then when we come to Pesach, we'll look for the presence with a T. Okay, shkoyach. Very good. You're Romeo. We had a class today. your you. Thank you. Thank you.